Welcome back to Sports-ish, the podcast, a place to bring the sports and the ish, a place to make sports fun, cute, and easy. This is not your boyfriend's sports news, it's sports for the girlies. My name is Lily and I am your host. Thank you for joining us on this first day of December. Can you believe we're here? December already, the year is almost over and it feels like it just started, but what a year it's been. We did our, our Sportify wrapped yesterday, which was, you know, to go along with the Spotify wrapped where they wrap up the most listened to songs on your Spotify account. Well, we we did a little play off that. We did, uh, you know, minutes spent thinking about Travis and Taylor's relationship. We did uh, top athletes you've been focused on this year instead of like top artists. And it was so much fun, but it really hit me that, wow, the year is almost over and what a year it's been. We ended last year with this sense of hope of maybe this is going to work out. Maybe Sportsish is resonating with people and maybe we're going to grow. And it's been such a year of growth. We ended the year with lots of ideas that we've put into action this year. So this podcast being one of them. Another was the newsletter, which I've said it before and I'll say it again. If you are not subscribed to the Sportsish newsletter, I think it's one of the best things we do. And I have very little to do with it. One of my employees, Ashton, spearheads the entire thing, and she does a fabulous job. So that's why I can say this. It's the one of the best things we do. It's so easy, fun, but I would highly recommend subscribing. There's also exclusive discount codes every single week for different companies that we don't post on our social pages. So anyways, off my soapbox about the newsletter, that's another thing we put into action this year. We covered NBA All-Star Weekend, and we've done fun interviews, and we're just in this phase of what feels like this hope is turning into reality a little bit. So I'm just ending the year so grateful. Speaking of grateful, if the Sportsish podcast was featured in your Spotify wrapped, if it's one of your top listened to podcasts, go ahead and send that to me. Just DM it to the account and I'm going to send some sportsish merch your way. Speaking of interviews, we have an incredible interview today. I am so excited to introduce you guys to Abigail Field, a photographer in the NBA, specifically working with the Lakers organization. I've seen so much of Abigail's work, and we obviously do a lot of reposting of the NBA, of the Lakers specifically. They have a lot of celebrities at their games. And I saw some of her work and was just like, this girl is cool. So I started following her and she's cooler than I even could have imagined. I mean, she looks so good courtside. She's got a friendship with LeBron James. She's just the epitome of cool. And she sits there night after night photographing these NBA players. And she's going to give us some insight into what that looks like for her and what that means to her and how she got there. If you're a woman who wants to work in sports, this is an interview you need to listen to because she did. She was just like you. She wanted to work in sports and she chased after that dream and here she is now, besties with LeBron. So, so cool. Before we hop into our interview, we're going to talk about a few things. We were off last week for Thanksgiving, but I'm sure you all saw our NFL players as Thanksgiving foods. It's 
One of the things I feel like I'm most proud of in my life is this particular post where we compared NFL players to Thanksgiving foods, namely, just to read a few, Patrick Mahomes was apple pie, reliable classic, and you can't hate it even if you try. Here's the thing, I did try to dislike Patrick Mahomes for a long time, and I thought I did until I watched Quarterback on Netflix and got to know who he was inside. I mean, as much as a documentary can help you get to know someone, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't hate him. The guy works really hard. He appears to be this really good family guy who loves his wife, loves his kids, really humble, but just like a hard worker. And so it feels like he deserves every bit of success that he's been given. So like apple pie, like you cannot hate Patrick Mahomes. If you hate apple pie, I have so many questions for you. Um, Christian McCaffrey was homemade rolls because they are irresistible, <laughs> unstoppable, and the backbone of Thanksgiving or like the backbone of your fantasy team. If you have Christian McCaffrey on your fantasy team, well done. Puka Nakua. Now, this is a bit of a niche one, but Puka Nakua was Jell-O because Jell-O really started its popularity in Utah, such as Puka Nakua played for BYU, and that's where he became popular. And he was totally underrated and underestimated until people tried it and were pleasantly surprised. Until people saw that Puka Nakua is incredible. He's going to be Rookie of the Year in the NFL playing for the Rams right now. If you tried Jell-O salad, the Jell-O pretzel salad, guys, my sister-in-law whips it up every year. It's unbelievable. So good. And I mean, I think like... I originally looked at it and was like, no, 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 we're not doing that at Thanksgiving. And then I tried it and was like, this is incredible. So Jell-O to Puka, you get it. Travis Kelsey was gravy because he's smooth, saucy, and even better when paired with something else. Something else being Taylor Swift. We, we know it. We get it. We'll move on. Josh Allen mashed potatoes. He's either mind-blowingly good or just a filler on your plate. That's the thing with mashed potatoes. They're either the best thing you've ever eaten or really just so average that you just, you know, you take a little scoop and move on and kind of pick at them. Josh Allen this season has been average, but he's been mind-blowingly good in the past. So that's why we equated him to mashed potatoes. Taysom Hill, stuffing. So Taysom Hill can play, you know, multiple positions. That's what he's known for. He's really, really talented. So stuffing's a little bit of everything, but when it hits, it hits. Taysom Hill's incredible his wife emily is a dear friend and she commented on the post and said i'm making stuffing literally as i type this comment so that was kind of a fun connection but emily and Taysom are i mean you get what you see which is just they're kind good beautiful people and i couldn't be happier for their success brock purdy's the turkey is it good or is the gravy just that great Brock Purdy is on a team surrounded by the most talented players in the NFL, and they're winning, right? They're doing a great job, but Brock Purdy might not be the reason that they're doing such a good job. He might just be benefiting from the players around him. Now, I like him. He's my fantasy quarterback, so no shade on Brock Purdy, but kind of like turkey. I mean, is it that good, or is it just the gravy? Is it just Nick Bosa? Deshaun Watson is cranberry sauce because no. Because no, I don't eat cranberry sauce. I'm sorry if that offends you. Also, no, I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson ever. We've discussed this in previous podcasts. If you want to go back and find out why I hate Deshaun Watson and why everyone should dislike Deshaun Watson. Jason Kelsey, mac and cheese. Listen, we don't do mac and cheese at my Thanksgiving, but 
I see a lot of people say that they do. I want it. So what I put for Jason Kelsey is you never knew you needed it, but now you can't live without it. That's how I actually feel about this man. Jason Kelsey popped into my life last year, you know, as I covered sports specifically in the month of December when I started heavily covering the Eagles Christmas album. And I was like, who is this jolly man? I love him. And then he plays in the Super Bowl. I cover the Kelsey Bowl so heavily. I cover the Kelseys. I cover Donna. I cover Jason and Kylie. Like our first post ever about Jason and Kylie was when she announced that she was bringing her OBGYN to the Super Bowl last year because she was pregnant. And, you know, just in case she was going to have a baby, she was bringing her OB. And so we posted that on Sportsish. And now, guys, Kylie Kelsey follows us on Instagram. And Jason is like this friend that I don't actually know in real life but that I feel like I owe so much to and love so much similar to mac and cheese like I feel like if I did have it at Thanksgiving I could never live without it Jason Kelsey Aaron Rodgers now you should know that this idea came to me at 1 30 a.m while I was in the shower the night before Thanksgiving I was up very late Thanksgiving was also my son's fourth birthday and so I was wrapping presents. I was making signs. I was doing all the things you do when your child has a birthday. And I was up very late and I was in the shower and we were getting ready to finalize this post. And all of a sudden it was like, oh yes, Aaron Rodgers is a Brussels sprout because he's controversial. Brussels sprouts are controversial. You either love them or you hate them. They're a little odd, let's be honest. Like you never try a Brussels sprout and I'm like, "Mm, that tastes totally normal. No. Brussels sprouts are a little odd and they're better when baked that's all I'm gonna say so Thanksgiving came and went and then I had the opportunity to go to the first Black Friday NFL game in history so you know NFL plays on Thursdays and Sundays but I got to go to the first Black Friday game it was it was the Jets and the Dolphins and these tickets were purchased this summer when it was going to be Aaron Rodgers as the starting quarterback for the Jets okay very excited to see Aaron in real time of course he's hurt so thinking it was gonna be Aaron Rodgers then thinking it was gonna be Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson's a controversial character to many but to me he was the quarterback while I was in college he played for my alma mater and so like cool fun to see him nostalgic whatever Zach Wilson gets benched the week before the game so we have this character named Tim Boyle as our quarterback for the game. So Tim Boyle went to UConn in Connecticut. Do you wanna know how many touchdowns he scored? One, he scored one touchdown in his college career. He then transferred to Eastern Kentucky, did well there. This is a division two school, so not in any type of impressive conference. He did, he, he did better better there that was in 2017 he's been an undrafted free agent that's kind of like bounced around teams but the jets decided to pick him up and have him start in place of zach wilson who has been benched and this is the game that i went to now very grateful for the opportunity to go to an nfl game absolutely did i want to see tim boyle play no no i didn't that was it was honestly painful to watch this guy Uh, The Jets ended up losing 34 to 13 to the Dolphins. But I I do like Tua, and I do like Mike McDaniel, who's like the nerdy Dolphins head coach. Uh, So fun to see them live. 
And hopefully next year, if I go to a Jets game, Aaron Rodgers will be present. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, he is practicing. He has been spotted practicing with the Jets. This man tore his Achilles 11 weeks ago almost, and he's back. I just, I have so many questions, but mostly why, Aaron? Why are you doing this? Your team has a 1% chance of making the NFL playoffs. In my mind, it would make sense to just ride the season out, take care of your little Achilles, and then next season come back stronger. It feels weird. It feels weird that he's practicing, but, you know, again, controversial, a little odd, better when baked. A little tea from the NHL before we move on. So Corey Perry is an NHL 38-year-old player, a veteran, if you will. He plays for the Chicago Blackhawks. And it came out this week that he had been waived by his team for unacceptable behavior, basically as in like he was kicked off the team. Historically been hated in the NHL. I know this because of my hockey playing husband. He's always hated this guy. Um, He's like taunting to players. So the Blackhawks announced the decision to waive his contract with the intention of terminating it. So basically like he's gone. The Blackhawks also, we're not going to get into it today, but historically have a really, really bad reputation for covering things up and basically not taking accusations seriously. So this feels like if they're terminating this man's contract, it must have been really bad. So they really didn't give any information, which led to like crazy wild speculation on social media. The NHL and the team and reporters have shut down the rumor, but the rumor was so that, so the Blackhawks have a player named Connor Bedard and Connor Bedard is the future of the NHL. He's like the next Wayne Gretzky, the it kid in the league right now. So the rumor was that Corey Perry had an inappropriate relationship with Connor Bedard's mom. Now this again, since been shut down by the team by reporters by the nhl but the rumor was going wild because listen connor bedard is 18 years old his mom is 45 okay her name is melanie and that means she's only seven years older than Corey perry which actually you know isn't that bad but the problem is that Corey perry is married melanie bedard is married so this was all like a really really messy rumor and it was again dispelled but so then today new details emerged in the case and it said that saying that it actually was an incident with a team employee while Chicago was traveling to Columbus to play a game I I mean I don't know they're just fueling rumors at this point just tell us what happened or else we're gonna keep investigating and making up things that probably aren't true if you could just tell us just give us the tea nhl it would be greatly appreciated speaking of tea josh giddy a 21 year old australian player for the oklahoma city thunder he's really good he was drafted in 2021 and he's like the youngest player in nba history to have a triple double or something like that he's just he's a good player this week it was reported via the athletic that the NBA was looking into allegations of him having an inappropriate relationship with a minor. So this was actually stemmed from a photo that was posted on Twitter by an anonymous account. It's since been deactivated, but the photo had a Snapchat of Josh Giddy and a girl, and the girl looks young, but I mean like, listen, 15 year olds these days look like they're 21 because I don't know, like they're so pretty. When I was 15, I mean, 
I was full awkward, full awkward stage, full braces, full acne. Like 15-year-old me was not it. But if this girl is 15, good for her. Basically, to sum up what the caption of the photo said, it basically alluded to them just having um, relations together. I, you know, I don't know if your kids are in the car listening to this as you are, so I'm just trying to be delicate. But that was what the what the caption to the Snapchat said. And after some digging, someone said this was a 15-year-old high school junior. After this photo was posted, the NBA started to look into the situation and said there was an investigation. Josh was asked about the allegations and he said he couldn't speak about them. But then a former NBA star who's also Australian, and I don't know if every NBA player who's Australian is friends, but maybe they are. And maybe this guy actually does know. He said that the girl lied to Josh Giddy about her age. And so she actually said she was of age. That is the T. And enough from me, we're going to go on to my interview with Abigail Field. Like I said, she is a photographer in the NBA, specifically for the Lakers organization. And and I'm so excited to introduce you to her and her story. And when we come right back, my interview with Abigail Field. Do you feel like a rookie when it comes to sports? Well, first of all, you're at the right place. Follow the Sportsish. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, I guess, X now. But when it comes to wellness, I'm going to refer you to Rookie Wellness. Supplements made simple. I said it before and I'll say it again. Rookie Wellness is one of my favorite brands. I specifically love their sleep powder. I take it almost every day. It's got magnesium. It's got melatonin. You just pour it in your water, mix it up. And first of all, it tastes amazing. And second of all, you'll go right to sleep. And you can get a discount with our code, thesports.ish. The podcast is also brought to you by MixHers, hormone-friendly supplements founded, led, and inspired by women. If you are struggling with any PMS symptoms, we're talking hormonal acne, we're talking cramps, we're talking bloating, you need to look at Her Time by MixHers. It is a yummy drink that supports normal cycles for women. You can get 30% off any Mixers drink with the code LILYS30. That's L-I-L-Y-S-30. Abigail, I'm so, so grateful, thankful that you're here. I just feel like I've followed you for a long time and followed you, I think, from just seeing your work on social media, which is incredible. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. So um, let's start with you. And why don't you tell me what you do, how you got there? You are a photographer and an incredible photographer whose work is, I mean, it's gone viral. So much of your work has gone viral. I've seen it so many different places. So tell me what you do and how you got there. Yeah, so I'm currently the photographer and archivist for the Lakers. This will be my fourth season. Um, I started as an intern during the 1920 uh, championship, also COVID year. Um, And so I grew up in the Bay and then I moved to Utah when I was in high school. And that's kind of where I started doing photography. I did like this competition in English class where I submitted a photo 
And then that just built on itself. And I got very involved in yearbook and student council, and then naturally just went to the games and took lots of photos. Um, And then that went into high school where I was doing weddings, but I always knew how much I love sports. Um, I didn't work for BYU photo, but I did a lot of freelance stuff. And then my, my love grew with all the freelance stuff I was able to do mixing in sports and weddings. And then come graduation, I graduated in journalism and then I was ready to go to a new city, try something out. LA seemed great. I have family here and we visit all the time. So I fell in love with it. Um, in Orange County as well. I had done a lot of weddings down there. So I was like, I love it here and I'm just going to figure it out. And so I moved with the plan of doing a few weddings and then just trying to build my portfolio. I had a connection with someone at the time at the Lakers, but nothing guaranteed. And so then I did contracted work um, through Camp Lakers. And then an internship came up in the fall. I applied for that. And then I was um, social and editorial content. So I was on the social team with the strength of photo and helping out with photo. Um, And I'm happy I kind of did like both. And then COVID hit and all the MBA lost its interns. So I moved back to Utah, did freelance stuff, got married, and then a spot opened back up in LA. And so we moved out here. Okay. Amazing. So did you grow up a sports fan? Did you know you wanted to work in sports from a young age? Talk to me about like your sports fandom. Yeah, I love sports. Like I'm the youngest of four. And so my brother and my two sisters all played, we all played soccer um, with a little bit of like volleyball and then, but mostly soccer, like soccer was everything. Every weekend was tournaments. Every holiday was soccer tournaments. My sister played at BYU at an early age. I like decided if I want to do college sports and like really go for it, or if I wanted to like have sports be the hobby and then like focus on school. And so I focused on school, but then I just like was so envious of the team aspect, seeing my sister be like a student athlete and like knowing how much time that was, but I was still like so jealous of it. And so the opportunity came up to be the photographer for the BYU men's club soccer team. So they're not um, the time they were a club, but it it actually worked out great because then I was able to, everything was hands-on. Like I was doing, I'm not, I wouldn't say editorial because it was so like makeshift, but like a lifestyle photo shoot for the team. And then I was at every game and early morning practice and giving the photos to the players. And like that outlet was like, oh, I really want to be part of a team. Like I want to work in sports. I want to be part of a team. You know, if I, that would be like the best setup for me, even though, I've done weddings and that is great. I just like my passion is with sports. And so I kind of dipped around and um, figured out what sport I loved photographing the best Um, because I love soccer, but the layout of it is trickier. And like, I still love to photograph it here and there, but like the layout of basketball is like what I really fell in love with and the personalities and the culture and all that. So, um, and then the opportunity came up and basketball was it. So that's kind of how that worked. So cool. So now you're a Lakers fan kind of by default, but do you have any other teams across the leagues that you cheer for? Yeah. So my family lived in Boston for a long time before I was born. So all my siblings were born in Boston. I said it in my interviews. So it's like not a secret, but like I grew up liking the Celtics, which is really crazy. crazy. Um, but I wasn't 
I don't know. Like I definitely liked it. I wasn't as involved. I felt like I knew a little bit about a, a lot of different sports than like religiously following every night. So like I loved Ray Allen. I loved Rondo. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Arsenal is like a huge soccer team of our family. We love Arsenal and my mom loves Man U. So that's funny. And then my dad's like a Detroit. We've just kind of lived all over. So we have all these loves for like all these teams. My dad is from Detroit. So he's a big Michigan and Lions fan. Nice. So we grew up okay. loving those teams. And Great then he's in for the Lions right now. I know. I know. He, his heart is like so full. He's so happy. And Michigan won. So it's like great. Yeah. Um, I love your quizzes, by the way, on your stories. I, I look forward to those. And when I get them right, I like just feel so good. I'm just like, I know what's going on. Like, I know I what's know. going on. In the world. So much fun. I got um, a little Lakers question for you last night. I'm sure you crushed Yes. That. Yeah. Oh, it's like, uh, I better be getting this right. Be getting this right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's a perfect level and it's the perfect, like, you don't need to read a 20. I mean, you can, if you want, but you don't need to read like a five page article. Like right. it's just a little, it with the introduction into sports. Oh, thank you. It's great. Um, but yeah, fan. And then we were in the Bay and the Warriors weren't any good at the time and the Giants weren't. And then we moved and then they just won everything. So, oh, heartbreaking. But I know. But um, but yeah, I love having this like lifelong loyalty and devotion to the Lakers because the yeah. community is so big and so international. So like I kind of just sold for life now kind of thing. Totally. Well, it's a great franchise to be to be sold to. Um, so tell us about like a game day, take us through what that looks like for you as the team photographer. Yeah. Um, game days are great. Cause it's just, um, a second half heavy part of the day. Um, so I'm able to kind of like get a workout in, in the morning and then depending if we, um, there's practice or shoot around. Sometimes I cover, sometimes we don't, we try our best to cover that. And then, um, arriving really, really early to the arena to get all those arrivals. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that takes up a lot of the time and then photographing their warm up. That's a good two, three hours, get a bite to eat. And then game starts like the adrenaline and it happens every night, but I running out of the tunnel and capturing that like never gets old. It's so much fun. So and fun. then game ends depending the outcome, but I'm gathering everything. I'm sorting through it, sending yeah. it to the departments that need everything, sorting it out for the players. Um, and then sending selects for like next day posting and all that kind of stuff. So those are late nights. I worked for an NBA team, like I mentioned, and I would get home at like 2am sometimes. Is that, is that kind of it's late? Yeah. It's yeah. late depending on the start. Um, and just trying to like, there's there's games and moments where you're like I'm here really late and it's okay because it's all worth it and like this was a big game but as I've like more practice and more um time in it you kind of know when the moments are really big and when the moments are like okay we're moving on to tomorrow kind of thing yeah, totally. and it's, it's great to like wager that and and use your time to the most like to be the most efficient so but it's definitely it's just long it's just long nights like that's just long how it is. Night. I'm sure. And, and many of them, because you also travel with the team, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So talk to us about that. What yeah. is that experience like? Do you travel like on the team plane and, and where do you love to travel with the team? Yeah. 
So we take turns, which is really great. Like I'm really grateful for that. The team's on the road right now. Um, And so he does video full time, but then when I'm not on the trip, he does photo and he, he's the one, his name's Rohan. He went to the bubble with the team. And so he had to do photo and video because all the teams only could send one person to the bubble content wise mostly. And so he like is in the back of all the clips, just has like a million cameras. But um, I'm really grateful for that because it it um, it helps like a work life balance for sure. But come December, like I'll be on the road a lot. There's a lot of trips I'm on. Um, you know, take the plane arrivals, and then we're on the team plane, and then we get to the city. Um, I try to do a good job of exploring. I have my like basic stores that I go to when I'm home, but like when I'm there, it helps me like walk about the city and like safely and see you know the new city we're at um and then my favorite cities classic is just new york new york's just the best you know i'm not just saying that you know (laughs) no you no next time you guys are here you gotta you gotta tell me yeah for sure i'm on um the brooklyn trip so not the Knicks trip but the they separated it but the brooklyn trip so i'll i'll send you that date yes please do yeah It's so fun. And so for other cities, I kind of wake up late and get stuff done or work out. And then like late afternoon or afternoon, I'll walk around on an off day or something. But with New York, I'm up at like 7 a.m. and like hitting everything, hitting my favorite spots, like just running around. The energy is amazing. I also really like um, I have family now in Portland. My sister and her husband live in Portland. Um, and I always really like Portland. I lived in Seattle for a summer. My husband's like die hard Seattle fan. So, um, love Seattle, love the Pacific Northwest. I go back and forth if I could live there full time or not. But as far as visiting, we stay in like a beautiful part of town and we go in the fall and it's just like so beautiful. So I really like Portland. Um, and I love Chicago. Chicago is so much fun. The arena is amazing they have great it's also like what I'm judging based off like the arena so like when I go back home to Utah it's like the best like I it's just great everything's new the wi-fi is great the tables are great the drinks are great like everything so that like kind of plays into it um but yeah I really like Chicago I love going home I'm always on the Utah trip which is really nice um and then I have family in Arizona too so I love going to Arizona Okay. So what a cool experience to, to get to travel to all these fun places and all these different arenas. I do think like the Delta center, the new Delta center is elite. It is. Yeah. It's awesome. They've done a beautiful job. Okay. So I mentioned this to you, but one of my favorite videos ever, ever, ever is when LeBron James is being interviewed after a game or mid game. And all of a sudden he stops the interview and kind of like turns and starts doing this handshake with this cute blonde photographer. <laughs> and it instantly went viral. Everyone was like, LeBron's even got a secret handshake with the photographer. This is awesome. And that photographer was you. So, okay. First of all, tell us about that moment. Is there, is there actually a handshake? Yeah. So their preseason, I like jokingly said, um, 
you know, cause he'll say hi. He's, he's great about remembering everyone's name and, and saying hi to everyone in the team and who he works with. And then one day I was just like, Oh, I'm just trying to get a handshake, you know, as a joke. And he's like, okay, are you ready for one? And I was like, sure. And then, um, he just built it. And then when the time's right, we do it. Um, and then that moment was like a great win and I was walking off and then he kind of walked towards me and then we just kind of did it. And then I like check my phone and it was on the broadcast and then people just use it on their media cycles. And like, it'll be, you know, that was like a year ago, I think at this point. And then people will just kind of pop it in there out of nowhere. And I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what to do, but, um, but yeah, it was really special. And he, his memory and his ability to remember absolutely everyone's is insane. Wow. I don't know. That's, it. That's incredible. That's really, really cool. So, you know, you do, you see these players like nightly and daily and in really vulnerable moments, really tense moments, just going through all the emotions. What is that relationship like interacting with the players, especially in these like really crazy emotional moments? Yeah, it's a, it's a special timing of everything too, because, because you kind of think of it as like your coworkers because it's who you're working with, but it's also a different level because they're the players, but you're with these people for so long. Like even our training staff and the people I travel with on the road, like you're with them for long hours that you wouldn't be with your coworkers. And so, um, yeah, it really opens up for great relationships. Um, the kind of way I play it since I'm doing photo is I just want to be someone they know and they recognize and they trust, but like also a fly on the wall. Like I'm not there, you know, when the conversation's there and it's appropriate and you're building relationships, like, you know, that's what they're there for. They're, they're people just like us. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like I want to be there to be a fly on the wall and then trust me to like tell their story. Like that's how um, I see it. And to tell the story on our platform, um, to really know these guys. Cause that's like what I love to do is to tell the stories of these athletes and what they're going through and certain things that someone at home might not know, but that can, you know, show who they really are and like increase their fandom and have people like really understand them. That's so special. I just got chills because I think that's one of the biggest problems with sports fandom is a lot of people don't see these athletes as human. Uh, they just see them as, you know, like entertainment and maybe, you know, are just very critical of them because they don't see them that way. And so I think photography probably helps humanize those athletes and, and you're behind that. That's really cool. Yeah. Thanks. I love it. Yeah. It's really fun. And, um, yeah, especially with that time schedule, like I was telling you, you really see them like Oh, you know, they wake up and wear sweats like all of us. They go yeah. and get lunch like all of us. Like really simple things that everyone knows, but then to see it firsthand, you're like, okay, like and then and then you get to the arena and whether it's good or positive, you're like they take in a lot of comments and all this kind of stuff. So it's it's cool to tell their story firsthand. Totally. Okay, so this is just from observation, but you just slay the fashion game. Like you look so good on the sidelines courtside you look incredible so tell us about like dressing for a game what's your go-to I noticed you have a great sneaker collection talk to us about that love the sneakers thank you that's so nice as we're both as I'm wearing my just big company <laughs> <laughs> um 
I, we go pretty uniform. Our uniforms kind of, we have some Laker gear. I, we try to go kind of all black most of the time, but there's a few gear we have that's like purple and gold and white and black or whatever. Um, I like to, the same way with my sneakers, I kind of go with my uniform too, where I like mixing in unique Laker merchandise, I guess, whether it's kind of vintage, but like professional or kind of, I mean, the go-to is the half zip. The half zip's like the best, (laughs) but I feel like we're in a time of like really fun pants too. Like I love playing with different styles and cuts and fabric with pants and then with shoes, I like to rotate a lot. Like I have my pairs that I'm wearing all the time, but I like to really spread them out and um, a mix of new and old. So like I'll I'll get like a new LeBron silhouette and colorway because it's the new off the market, whatever. But then I love to do like a deep cut vintage sneaker from the 90s that people are like wait what is that like what who even makes that shoe kind of thing so because it's just like yeah it's an interesting silhouette um probably not the most comfortable shoe sometimes but that's why you rotate them (laughs) over comfort sometimes yes and also this goes along but I mean I guess I've observed you a lot your hair is always looking very good so do you use the Dyson air wrap like what what do you do I love the Dyson. I've kind of had a hair journey because I was, it was really short when I was an intern. And just like when I got married, I was like, this is my haircut for the rest of my life. I'm never going to cut my hair and then, or never going to like grow out my hair. And then I just screw it out. And I love it long. I love doing my hair. Like I really enjoy it, but, but yeah, the Dyson. And then the biggest way is, um, finding the way I sleep in it. Cause this is like, this is second day. Thanks. Okay. And I, I sleep in it with a pony. I mean, you asked, so I'm just going to give you the yeah, whole please, thing. <laughs> please, I need it. Um, high ponytail, soft, scrunchy, whatever. Okay. And then you break it into three pieces or two pieces. And like, once it's in the ponytail, you then roll the curl on itself or the hair on itself. And then you pin it. I and then there's kind of three little like, Cindy Lou Who buns and in the morning I take it out and it's just the best that's incredible yes I'll send you a video on it because yeah, it's please. It, it's made me love like second and third day better than like first day wow yeah no your hair always looks good like always whether it's up or down I'm like oh she has great hair you're so nice you have fa- fantastic hair well I feel like oh. we've got similar vibes going where it's like longish and thick it's beautiful. Yes. I love your color. I'm like always teetering on going a little darker because I'm pretty dark, but I can't give it up fully. I so know, we, can't, we can't escape it once you're in. I know. I'm like, uh. okay. So you also photograph celebrities because Lakers, I mean, there's so many celebrities that go to Lakers games. Who's the coolest person in your mind that you've ever taken a picture of? It's so fun to see like it's fun to see how they interact with the game too. Like some come and they do not care, which is totally fine. Like it's to be seen. It's, it's in an atmosphere, like it's an event. And then there's people that come and they are watching the game and I'm like, Oh, I cannot bug you. (laughs) So, um, I really love, I really love Adele, like seeing her come every game and she just is so like encapsulating and beautiful and, 
just fun and loves the atmosphere. So she's probably one of my favorites. Um, And then I really liked Jack Harlow when he came because he's another person who's like really in the basketball world. And he had been to like a lot of different games and arenas. And he hadn't, I hadn't, he hadn't come to one of our games yet, courtside at least. And so seeing him was really fun. Um, it's so fun though, to see how the like fans react and stuff. So that's yeah. Yeah. Love that. So most of our followers, I should say some of our followers are not diehard sports fans. They're not watching every game. I was telling you, we have a lot of NFL girls just love like the NFL, but I, I grew up around the NBA and I love the NBA and I feel like it's not, it hasn't hit the female population quite as much as the NFL has for some reason. So as someone who watches endless NBA games, tell Mm -hmm. us like, what's the best part of being a basketball fan and why should they start? This is the question I've been looking forward to. I love, there's so many different reasons and people like the one thing I've learned in sports and just in general is like not to dissect or be mean to why certain people love certain things. Right. Like if someone loves something like, and they're a fan of it, you don't need to criticize why they're a fan. Like that first off is just like ridiculous. Like they like it, let them enjoy it, whether it's music, whether it's sports, like movies, whatever it is. So to love a sport for whatever reason you want to is like more than welcomed. Um, I would say for the NBA, whether you're loving it for the, the, the game, you grew up with it, you played it like that alone. We have just the greatest amount of athletes, like, and the tools they have and everything at, um, the highest level right now is just like amazing to watch and compete in this like in-season tournament. Like it's just so cool to watch entertainment wise. But then on the other half of it, it's just like in the best way because they're humans. Right. And it's entertainment. Like it's this ongoing form of social entertainment. Like it's like real life. I mean, I don't want to compare it to like a soap opera or even like a reality show, but it is because it's, it's human beings and their lives and, and great competition, natural competition. So, um, and then the more, you know, the more everything makes sense and pieces come together. So whether you're starting from picking two or three of your favorite fan or players and seeing how they play throughout the season, or let's say you love a college, you went to a college and you find that you find all the athletes in the NBA that like went to your college and then follow from there kind of thing. Or yeah. Or you pick a team and you love the team or you pick, you know, we're kind of in a time of like players and people love the players. And so like whatever way it is, it's just this ongoing form of entertainment. And then these guys, since there's only five on the court, all emotions are, you know, seen at all times, their personalities come out and their fashion. Like I love the, that's probably what drew me also to the NBA naturally was just like this love for fashion and um, even their uniforms, but like what they're wearing before the game, their shoes they're wearing at the game, what they're riding on their shoes, like all these little details. It's like, um, you know, all these Taylor Swift fans with all their like, um, what are the clues? What are the The Easter eggs? Easter eggs. It's like, it it really is like that with like watching a game. You're like, 
oh, he was friends with him or he played with college with him. That coach coached his what? Like, it's just like all connected. Yes, totally. So. I, I say this a lot. Like, I think it doesn't matter how you come into sports fandom. Like if it's Taylor Swift or if it's, you know, Steph Curry's cute family, like it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It like once you start, and like you said, the more you learn and the more you know, you just become hooked. It really is addicting. And I, I'd say the NBA, especially. Yeah. And I love the way that um, the biggest thing is the way that the fans are everywhere that, um, you know, you'll be overseas or you're even a different state and someone's wearing your team's hat. Yeah. Like, that I love that and that's what drew me to sports with my family and growing up is we would be somewhere random and you know my dad like says something and it just unites people um and it unites people when you're at the game but then after the game you're able to talk to someone about their opinion on something and it's just this ongoing conversation that's really amazing totally okay last question and I'm kind of springing this one on you but do you have like a moment so far in your career that was almost like a pinch me like, wow, I'm really doing this. This is the coolest thing ever. Like I can imagine that you have lots of them, but is there any particular moment that stands out? Um, documenting um, LeBron's um, career point game was incredible. Like that, I was really, really nervous. Like, sickly nervous I shouldn't have been but I really wanted to capture it and do it justice and when I realized like I had enough practice and I had prepped myself the best I could for it like I really eased into it and was just like in the middle of all the moments and um but yeah just to see someone um be recognized like that and achieve something at the highest caliber was just amazing like um, just like true professionalism in every way. Um, everyone that was documenting it, everyone that was witnessing it, and then him being able to celebrate with his teammates and his family and his friends like was just amazing all the way through to see it like on the court and then to see the aftermath and then to see it even just play a narrative throughout the rest of the season was just like incredible and something because when I was like driving to the game, I was like, this, you know, this is a really big basketball moment. Like this is a big deal. And I was like, this is a big sports moment in general. Like, you know, the NFL could be talking about this or like other platforms, like everyone knew about it. And it was just like really, really insane. Yeah. He's, he has such an impact on the world, such a hold on the world, but really good to know. He's a good guy. You remember? Yeah just so entertaining and fun and professional, like all at the same time and, and really amazing to, to be able to be around and document and tell uh, his story. That's so cool. Well, you are so cool. Thank you so much for sitting down with me. This was really fun. Um, And when you're in Brooklyn, let me know. Yes, I will for sure. I'm so honored and to have an outlet to talk about the love of sports in general is just the best. So I'm honored. Thank you so much. You have a a great season and I'm sure we'll talk again soon.